word. And I'm sure anybody that read my email this week was so excited about church today. Right? You know what, should I sleep in on the sluggard? No, you don't sleep in. I want to talk today, uh, in fact, I'll have you turn in just a couple places. Uh, 2 Timothy 3.16, 2 Timothy 3.16, and then Proverbs chapter 6. Proverbs chapter 6. I'm going to kind of bullet a bunch of the Proverbs because I was going through 18 different times in Proverbs. Solomon and others use the word lazy, use the word sluggard, or use the word slothful. Now, I know that's nobody sitting next to you today, is it? And here's the important part of this message. Uh, in, fact, in fact, let me have you do this before we go on. I want you, however you can, to write down uh, a spiritual, and I don't want to call it a goal because uh, sometimes we make goals and we don't attain. What's a spiritual uh, uh, discipline in your life that you know you've been lazy in? Write that down. You don't have to say it out. Some of you are going to say it out. Uh, write down. And then what's a physical area? Just take one. What's a physical area in your life that you would say, all right, I know I've been lazy in this one. Now, don't write it down for your neighbor, okay, not to do that, but write it down, and as we read the word, let's allow the Holy Spirit to speak to us, because there's got to be a reason that Solomon wanted this in there for us to read and for it to be a, a wake-up. So let me start, I'm going to read 2 Timothy chapter 3.16 out of the New Century Version, and it says this, all scripture is inspired by God and is useful for teaching. No, no, that's what the new century, for showing people what's wrong in their lives. It's a great translation. For correcting faults and for teaching how to live right. Using the scriptures, the person who serves God will be capable of having all that is needed to do every good work. So here's what I say. Many times we don't like people pointing out our faults, do we? We like people praising us. You do such a great job, right? You're, you're an amazing person. You're, we don't like faults pointed out, but here's what the Word of God does when we open our hearts. The Word of God shows us those places in our lives so that we can be built up, strong, secure. And I love how it ends with, the person that serves God will be capable of having all that is needed to do every good work. You'll have everything you need to do every good work according to the scripture. Now, 1 Kings chapter 4, verse 33, the Bible lets us know this, that Solomon, it sounds kind of funny, he spoke of trees from the cedars of Lebanon, even to the hyssop that springs from the wall. He spoke also of animals, of birds, of creeping things, and of fish. He looked at God's creation. In fact, if uh, you can look it up later, Job 12.7, I believe. Job even mentioned to us to look at God's creation, God's animals, and learn because in them is the, uh, that ornate, instinct that God gave them a desire with and that was given by God so as we look in a minute Solomon's going to say look at the ant I had one on my desk this morning how did they get in there look at the ant nobody likes ants but Solomon saw wisdom uh, in the ant but I want to look at Romans chapter 12 verse 11 and 13 this is out of the message translation 
because I want to read this, and I'll read this uh, in our closing today. And it says this, Don't burn out. Keep yourselves fueled and aflame. Be alert servants of the Master, cheerfully expectant. Don't quit in hard times. Pray all the harder. Help needy Christians and be intentive in hospitality. We'll come back to that in a minute. But Proverbs chapter 6, I want to read uh, some of this wisdom and the Word of God of Solomon. If you look even at verse 1, it's always great to remember that uh, Solomon received wisdom from his father, David. Of all of the years of David's wisdom, David, uh, David, the Bible says, was the man after God's own heart. Well, that wisdom was deposited into Solomon, but God took Solomon's wisdom to a bigger level. In fact, the Bible lets us know there was none before him and none after him that had the wisdom that he had. And yet we read this in verse 1. Go to the ant, you sluggard. Consider her ways and be wise, which having no captain, overseer, or ruler, provides her supplies in the summer and gathers her food in the harvest. How long will you slumber, O sluggard? When will you arise from your sleep? A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep, so shall your poverty come upon you like a prowler and your need like an armed man. So we're introduced to this new word that we usually don't, you don't use the word sluggard that often, do you? You use the word, you're lazy. You might use the word sloth. Well, I have a couple pictures that I wanted to throw up of some people that did some lazy things. The first one is somebody that bought a doorstop, was too lazy to take it out of the packaging and used it to block the door. I don't think any of us have ever done that before, but we get a picture. That's pretty lazy, don't you think? The next one is the road workers that just wouldn't kick the roadkill out of the way and decided to stripe him anyways. And just left it right there. And the exact same happened for this one. Couldn't move the branch or do anything out of the way. Uh, they just went right around it. And then the last one, in fact, I removed the caption, and it's a coloring page for lazy people. <laughs> because you don't even need to color it. It's already black. Got you right, got the... Somebody on your way home today will need that explained, right? Is Pastor doing all right? He you know, threw that picture up there. Do you know sometimes people that are hard, hard, I know people, hard, hard workers, do you know sometimes they can become lazy too? All of us, in fact, I think what's important, all of us, there's not one, that have some area in our, in our life. In fact, we know this. Many times, uh, Americans, and especially Californians sometimes, we pride ourselves on being busy, 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 always out. We love showing people our calendar, our task list, all the things that we have to do. Yet many areas in our life, uh, we need the Lord to show us to say, help me not be a sluggard. Help me look at the wisdom of Solomon and look down to say, help me be organized. Help me rid these things. In fact, I wrote a few things down. Sometimes we see uh, people's cars that are dirty and they're dirty so long, people write notes. Somebody wrote on their car, my car is undergoing an environmental dust experiment. Uh, 
Offer a lazy person an egg and they'll want you to peel it for them first. Let me try that again. Okay, you don't peel an egg. Uh, you know you're lazy when you get excited about canceling plans. You ever know? <laughs> I'm not lazy, I'm just on energy saving mode. And a lazy person's favorite day of the week is always tomorrow. I'll get to it tomorrow. I'll get to it tomorrow. Do you know that people that get overwhelmed many times can get lazy and sometimes give up? Sometimes we go through cycles of laziness. Christmas decorations have to be taken down. Well, honey, it's only March. No. We think sometimes of our yards, maybe a closet, maybe the trunk of a car, uh, maybe a kitchen drawer. Maybe a checkbook. Uh, maybe our taxes. Maybe a car's maintenance. But let me tell you the most important thing as we read these to remember. Let's remember that we always start spiritual first. That it's so easy to become spiritually lazy. We might have even the physical part lined up. But spiritually, we never want to be lazy. We don't want to be lazy reading our Bible. We don't want to be lazy in our devotion or prayer time, or as we'll see in Roma, being a witness out there. I find it's funny, some people know their TV schedules better than they know their Bible. Oh, I can't miss Thursday night at 8.30. You, know, you can't, can't remember, nowadays we're so used to recording things. But it's so important that we start first spiritually, though Solomon's going to talk to us about the physical thing. Now, how many of you, your favorite animal is a sloth? Anybody here? You know, sloths, anybody? No, nobody? Nobody's got a t-shirt at home with a sloth? Nobody goes to the zoo and says, you know, we've got to stop first to see the sloths. Nobody does that? Some of our recent um, cartoons lately have, you know, painted the sloth as a cute little animal, but they're always real, 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 what? Slow. I think that's part of the word that Solomon pulls it out. In fact, sloths are known for their slowness, for hanging upside down. In captivity, they sleep 15 to 20 hours a day. They are so slow that many of the birds of prey don't ever see them because they move so slow. And they come down the tree once a week to go to the bathroom, and then they go back up the tree. So that's an example of one of the things about um, uh, the sloth, or as the Bible talks, the sluggard. Do you know we can be sluggards in our family life? Um, we, there's areas, again, as we go through this that we look at that Solomon speaks to, but he says, look at the ant. Look how they work. They don't have a, a leader, an overseer, a boss. They work together. They work and they prepare for harvest time. They work, work, work. When you sleep, they work, work. Well, the Bible teaches us not to overwork ourselves. But one of the things Solomon mentions is he mentions about our sleep. In fact, we could say this, that many times the sluggard's best friend is the snooze button. Why do we have a snooze button? Does nine minutes make a difference? Do you know the snooze button? I had to look this up. The original snooze button on a clock lasted nine minutes because that's how long the gears were till they came back. So even if you have the, the newest phone, it only is nine minutes. But somebody created an app that you can change your snooze button to however long that you have it. 
Does it really, does the nine minutes really help? You know, if I just hit snooze, I've been up all nine more minutes, it's going to make me feel so fresh today. No, it's not. In fact, here's what we need to know. There's no condemnation, right? So don't point at anybody or poke anybody. Um, you can actually turn the snooze button off on your phone. Did you know that? You can actually t turn it off. Well, why is Solomon talking about slumber? That's not fair. I have people in my family that work nights, through the night. I have some in my family that works swing shift. So I can't expect them to be up super early in the morning because of their schedule. Well, that's not what Solomon is saying. He's not saying that everybody that's not a slugger gets up at 5 a.m. That's not what he's saying at all. I see Pastor Sam right here. He was on the radio last night at midnight. He probably didn't get home till 3 in the morning. And he's sitting right there. Oh, you're awake? Oh, yeah, he's awake. He's right there <laughs> in church. Now, normally his schedule would be he'd want to sleep in a little bit, right? And you wouldn't blame him, but he's here. I'm sure he'll catch up a little bit later. But all of us have that tendency that we find out that maybe sometimes we sleep too much. And Solomon gives us that little example that maybe you're sleeping through things that you could get done. Maybe you're sleeping through a devotion time. Maybe you're sleeping through a time of prayer. On Sunday mornings, they call people that sleep in bedside Baptists. I heard one they were called the Community Church of the Mattress. <laughs> you know, when the kids are little and you got to get them up for school, you're shaking them, right? Waking them up, you're hitting them, you're throwing cold water on them. But then on Saturday morning, they're up at 5 a.m. It's like, what, you know, what gives back and forth here? But notice Proverbs 6.11 says this, and he mentions all of these things about laziness, and he throws this out. So shall your poverty come on you like a prowler and your need like an armed man. Or you may not notice it, but all of a sudden it'll hit. And it'll hit like a prowler, like, a, like an armed man. It'll hit all at once. One of the other ones, in fact, I'm going to jump around a little bit. Proverbs 26.13 says, a lazy man says, there's a lion in the road, a fierce lion in the street. Well, that happened in Bible times. Yet we would use that example today of somebody that's always full of excuses. They're always going to blame something on something else. I can't go, you know, they're calling for thunderstorms today. I know the weather's clear out, but there's going to be a thunderstorm. And I can't leave in a thunderstorm. I can't drive. That's like somebody saying there's a lion in the street. Somebody that's always full of excuses. You know, it's just, it's Monday morning. I'm like that every Monday morning. I'm like that every Friday because, you know, I'm going into the weekend. There's always some excuse. And I love that one. There's a lion outside. I can't go outside. There's a lion in the street. Always somebody full of excuses. Proverbs 26, 14. As the door turns on its hinges, so does the lazy man on his bed. We get that picture, right? They sleep on this side. They wake up, they move on this side. They move on this side. They keep sleeping, sleeping, sleeping. And Solomon is saying something to us about it doesn't mean you don't get your rest and you don't get all your rest, but many times we can sleep through activities and then we get late. I don't want to clean the house today. Can we do it next Saturday? I just, I just can't get up. Nobody's ever been there before, right? I was convicted this week of some laziness that I didn't have a battery in my watch. So I made sure that I had a battery in my watch so I could tell you that I did something this week so I wouldn't be lazy. I had to go to a watch store. 
Let me tell you what Michelle, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All of us have places like that, that if we would just stop, that we have time to do it. I was at a conference years ago, and this pastor gave this principle out. In fact, I, I want to remember to say this over and over through this message. We hunger and thirst for righteousness. The Holy Spirit has a way of talking to you about your schedule, your family situation, the things that you need to do, because not all of us are cookie cutters in our schedule. But the Holy Spirit can speak. So this pastor gave this story. He read through Genesis 1. After every day of creation, it says, in the evening and in the morning, God creator, he finished day one. And it always went evening, morning, evening, morning. Didn't go morning, evening. And he said this. He said, you know, with the demands of things on my schedule, I learned this. When I sleep in, I sleep in on the evening before. Meaning, he went to bed early. And he stayed on the schedule, even if it was Saturday or a day off. He said, I, I sleep in on the evening, and I keep track the same time in the morning. I never forgot that. In fact, I try, I try to do that. I'm not a night owl. Some of you are gifted, and you can be, how many night owls we have here? You are a night owl God. Only a couple of you? How many of you are the early birds that get the worm? All right. How many of you are the second mouse that got the cheese? I remember that one from a couple weeks ago. All right. Every one of us has different schedules. But I love that part of how many of you, if you stay up too late at night, you can't get up in the morning. And that snooze button, you hit it four or five times. And it doesn't help you. It makes you more tired. And then you roll out and you're running late. But you got time to get your coffee. But what God wants is he wants to spend time with you in a devotion. Proverbs 13, verse 4. The soul of the lazy man desires and has nothing. But the soul of the diligent will be rich. Notice his soul desires, but he's too lazy to get anything done. The soul of the diligent will be made rich. Proverbs 20, verse 4. The lazy man will not plow because of winter, but he will beg during harvest and have nothing. There's another excuse. Well, it's, it's winter time. I, I, I just can't, I can't do it. Well, there's what Solomon says. He will beg during harvest and have nothing. This is a great one. Proverbs 12, 27. The lazy man does not roast what he took in hunting, but the diligent is man's precious possession. The lazy man does not roast what he took in hunting, but diligence is a man's precious possession. The lazy one loves to hunt. He got the kill. I got to cut it up. I got to let it hang. I got to freeze it. I got to start a fire. I got to put on a pot. That's too much work. Just let it go to rot. I was pulling through a McDonald's the other day for my son. You can have Uber bring McDonald's to your house. You seen that? Do you know, if your job worked, do you know you wouldn't have to leave your house anymore? You could have everything delivered. I was listening to a very clean comedian, and he says, you know, we're becoming so, you know, we have our food delivered to us. We can prepay for it, so we don't even need to give them anything. He says, we're getting to the place where we're going to have the delivery person come in one day and feed us. <laughs> the lazy one can't even roast what they got. It's too much work. A lazy person never finishes what they start. 
You know, it's funny over the years, um, if you go to somebody's house, I'll use this as an analogy, and the person walks you around their house, you know, we're going to blow out this wall right here. We're going to turn this thing into a big bonus room. Let me take you outside. See, outside, and I know you probably can't see it, we're going to put in a pool here, and we're going to do a jacuzzi. But then we thought about putting a second story on the house. You go back a year later, did I tell you about what I'm going to do? No, tell me. You know, we're going to blow this wall out here because we're going to do this bonus. If you ever, you're 10 years later, and they're still blowing out walls and doing pools that never happened. I, and I, when, I read, when I read that, I think about uh, that one verse, right? They never finish everything. It's those little house projects, and we probably all have them. Oh, and I can see one right now. Let me close my eyes so I don't see it. God forgive me. All of us have it. All of us have something like that that we know, and yet we've got to take the time sometimes to do those things. I love that word. It's being diligent. It's the little things that we do. Son, just pick up your socks and put them in the hamper. Look, three feet away, but pretend it's a basketball game, right? And please turn them inside out. Is it that, too, is it too difficult to ask? Just, put, just have fun with it. Why do you pile everything up in there? Anybody had those with kids before? I, none of you have had that, right? You guys all have the cleanest home. Let's post pictures of your room today on Facebook. <laughs> post your neighbor's pictures. All right, put them up on Facebook. Proverbs 28, 19. He who tills his land will have plenty of bread, but he who follows frivolously will have poverty enough. Notice this. He has the best plans many times for the... You ever talk to me and... They've got the easy way to make money. Oh, it's going to be so easy. No, we see diligence, hard work, honoring the Lord. I love where we open service. The fear of the Lord is strong confidence. The fear of the Lord is the beginning uh, of knowledge. And I want to read this one verse, and I want to read this out of, this is the modern English version, Proverbs 29, 18. Where there is no vision, the people perish. But happy is he who keeps the teaching. Where there is no vision. Here's an insight sometimes into why we're lazy. There's no vision there. There's no vision. The people perish. The people give up. I've just given up on that side of the house. It's all overgrown. I've just given up on it. Nobody wants to do it. I've just given up. Well, there's things living in there. We have this beautiful home in our neighborhood. I believe it's completely paid for. The guy's in some type of quarrel with, I think, a homeowner's association. Beautiful big home that has weeds you could hide in. A pool that doesn't have water, but it has water when it does rain, and it's as green as green can be, and every skunk in the neighborhood lives in this backyard. It's the, probably the biggest house in the neighborhoods around. And it sits, we're going to look at it here in a minute, it sits empty, rotting away, and you think, here's somebody's investment, even if it's paid for. It would cost hundreds of thousands of dollars just to get the thing livable, and it sits. I think that's a good example. There's no vision behind it. People perish. It's noticeable. Very few have climbed the ladder of success with their hands in their pockets. Go home today, get a ladder, put your hands in your back pocket and try to climb up. No, don't do that. I think you're going to blame it on me. A couple more. 
Proverbs 10, 26. As vinegar to the teeth and smoke to the eyes, so is the lazy man to those who send him. I do want you to go home today and put white vinegar in your mouth. Use it instead of mouthwash. You know what happens? It's an irritation. It's an irritant. It bothers you. It's ir- so what the lazy one do, they're an irritation to others. And then Proverbs chapter 24, here's another one of Solomon's wisdom in verse 30. And remember, he's going he's to look at things like the ant. He's going to look at God's creation. He's going to look at situations and what he's going to do, he's going to draw wisdom from it. And from that wisdom, he's going to write those down so that we can capture the wisdom to not repeat it. And he says this, I went by the field of the lazy man and by the vineyard of a man devoid of understanding. And there it was, all overgrown with thorns. Its surface was covered with nettles. Its stone wall was broken down. When I saw it, I considered it well. I looked on it, and I received instruction. A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to to rest. So poverty will come like a prowler. He says it again. And your need like an armed man. Is God saying to us, don't rest? No, he created a day of rest. We see Jesus withdrawing from the crowds. To do what? To rest. In the middle of a storm, Jesus is doing what in the boat? He's asleep. He's asleep. There's nothing wrong with resting, but here's one of the things the Bible is teaching us. We can actually sleep our life away and not get anything done in our relationship with him and not get anything done with our household in the places that we work. The word, uh, it's interesting, the word sluggish is only used one time in the New Testament. Let me give you a a brief definition of what that Greek word gives us a picture about. It's talking about a person, not necessarily an attribute, a person, and the person has lost their activity, their motion, their energy, or the speed of which they've done things. They've lost. Maybe it backs up to that verse, they've lost vision, but they've lost some activity So on the outside, they might look like they're full bore, but on the inside, they're spiritually lazy. In fact, they need a spiritual B12 shot. They need that infusion. That's why I believe that Paul, in Romans 12, 11 through 13, out of the message, says these words to us. Don't burn out. Keep yourselves fueled and aflame. Be alert servants of the master, cheerfully expectant. Don't quit in hard times. Pray all the harder. Help needy Christians and be inventive in hospitality. He's saying that to every one of us. Don't burn out, right? Keep yourselves fueled and aflame. Be attentive. Be alert. Pray. Go back into the areas of your life. That's why I said, start one day. What's one spiritual thing that you could say, you know, I need to change that? What's one uh, physical thing that you could change? If I put a battery in my watch, I can wear the watch on Sunday. That's a silly example. 
but it's so important. If I'm spiritually fueled up in a flame, then the other areas in my life that I have neglected will always come into alignment because we remember this. It happens spiritually first, and then it happens in the physical second. So the question that I ask all of us today is you've got to follow the leader. When you follow the leader, all of those other places will line up. You know, um, like my family, I'll, I'll give you one example, and I don't do them. On Saturday night, I go to bed early. I'm probably boring on Saturday night. I Usually, the latest I go to bed is like 9.30. Because for some reason, I'll wake up at 3 or 4 in the morning. And I'm not overwhelmed. It's just kind of one of those things for Sunday. Now, I don't require my family. Okay, everybody, it's nine, what are you guys doing? You're up? 9.30? What are you doing? You guys need to be in bed. I, know I don't require that out of them. But I know that those things are required for me. You have things that only you can do. You have schedules that only you know about. You, don't, uh, you can't go on my schedule and I can't go on your schedule. But here's what we do. We come to the Father. And we say, Lord, I want to spiritually be alert and have energy because I've got to follow the leader today. I've got to follow you. I've got to be fueled up. I've got to be prayed up. And all of these other things, I believe you'll speak to me how to take care of it. You'll work all of those areas out. And I love what Paul says in that one verse. Because if I'm feeling empty and I feel like my, through my reading, my devotion, my prayer time that I'm not fueled up, you know, I think he ends with, the great part in Romans. Don't quit, pray the harder, but here's what he says. Help somebody in need. You want to get over yourself sometimes? You know what's good to do? Go help somebody in need. I love how the message says that last one. Be inventive in hospitality. Help somebody in need. So Lord, we come today. We thank you even as Solomon gave us these words and he looked at your creation, and he looked at our situations in life. And he uses these funny words like the sluggard, the sloth, the lazy. Lord, we know this. It's in all of our lives. It's in every place. But, Father, we come today afresh and anew that our spiritual life would be aflame, that our spiritual life would burn bright, that, Lord, the Holy Spirit will direct us and lead us and guide us and bring all of these areas in alignment. And, Father, I pray today there's no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. And the reason you put this in the Word is to instruct us in righteous living, to encourage us to be blessings to others. And, Lord, we thank you for your Word today. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said... Amen. Let's all stand together.